Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can't handle the truth. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Somebody felt compelled to hire a lawyer. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Come up with this independent study language inserted into a contract that Kyler Murray signed. The Rich Eisen Show. Who ordered the independent study code red? Today's guests. ESPN NFL insider Field Yates. Former NFL executive Joe Banner. Plus, creator and host of Somebody Feed Phil, Phil Rosenthal. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show right here why, on our program. I don't know why I laugh when you do that. I don't know. Because <laughs> not many, it's got like a little killboard in it. Like, allow myself to introduce myself. I don't know. Anyway, welcome nice to the program. Uh, I'm wearing fl- French blue. Uh, bu- uh, the, the buttons are, are buttoned perfectly. Today, uh, right great. here on Peacock, NBC great. Sports on Peacock, Sirius XM Channel 85. We say hello to everybody listening to us coast to coast on the terrestrial radio network of the Rich Eisen Show, the Odyssey app, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for anything that you may have missed. And a, uh, a special hello uh, to everybody out there in our podcast community downloading our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. The Cumulus people. Podcast Network. We love our relationship with Cumulus and Westwood One and and everybody that are partners with us, uh, and that includes you, uh, those out there who take in this program, viewing it and listening to it. 844-204-RICH is that number to dial right here on the program. Christopher Brockman, good to see you, sir. How are you? Great to see you, Rich. What's uh, up, man? The streak is over. The streak is over. <laughs> you sound like Michael Cole in Undertaker. Oh, the streak is over. The Ripken-esque type yeah. streak of Mike Del Tufo doing ten straight days ten of straight this program. Days of work. I, I think he needed the rest. I think he needed. Wow. I think he. I think he pulled a hamstring. Um, I don't have everything ready. Uh, yes, sir. Jason Feller is sitting in the chair. Hey. Good to see you, sir. Up, How are you? And TJ Jefferson. Uh, why aren't you lighting candles anymore? I'm the bit, the bit, man. I still ain't got a bit. I don't have any no matches. I just I can't light the candle without well, flame. Oh, my goodness you gracious! I, mean? I don't. What's going on? I mean, I, it just throws off the whole chi of the room, doesn't I, it, it? Yeah, I felt I felt off the last few days, but you know, we just so you had a couple of days to get one. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know what he's not going to do is is uh, since he has not lit the candle, the uh, the Mets haven't lost to the Yankees. So yeah, I think that's true. That's I think true, I think he's never going to light that candle well, again. You, you told me you went and got lottery tickets yesterday, so you went to an Did establishment where no, it's over a billion dollars. Well, so the, you could the, afford a lot of bix there. No, no, uh, Mega was just, or it wasn't the big one yesterday. It was the no, the big one is tomorrow, tomorrow. and it's oh, over a yeah. billion dollars. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, and wow. I did. I, I I went to the gas. This no, I went to Seven Eleven. You're right. Yeah. And I was going to go meet Brockman for lunch after the show. Walked right by a bunch of lighters, and I didn't. Pick. Okay, yeah, those are hard to find. Did you guys meet for lunch? We did have lunch yesterday. Hey, we'll post uh, we'll post show lunch. I Shout like out it. to Sully. Shout I like Sully. Did I like they invite it. you? Uh, no. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Would he have gone? Would he have gone? You know, no. speaking, of, speaking, of, speaking of friendly um, uh, work environments, looks like the Carolina Panthers have one. 
I mean, as soon as we went off the air yesterday, they sent not one, but both quarterbacks to the podium. Both quarterbacks to the podium. And um, they're, 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 uh, they seem to be just fine with each other, which is great. Somebody's got a career on the line, right? They both do. Well, kind yeah, of, I mean, yeah. but yeah. the the winner of the quarterback competition is going to have that opportunity to take the bull by the horns, take the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs, and then show everybody that that uh, Matt Rule's system works, and they're the perfect conduit for it, and um, and this player needs to be uh, signed long term, and the other one will have to sit there and watch. Way to turn. Maybe have an opportunity if if ghosts are seen or or injuries occur. So uh, let's hear from him because this is this is. I mean, folks, I don't know if we've we we we've paused long enough because of the Baker Mayfield Deshaun Watson of it all. I don't think we've paused long enough for us to realize that the first two quarterbacks taken in a an incredibly recent draft 2018 yeah. and this is usually you know it takes 5 years to right. figure out what's going on and both of these quarterbacks have had 4 years and we haven't figured out all that much cuz Darnold didn't get much of an opportunity he got the opportunity in New York but they really didn't surround him with much at all. He had two different coaches, one coach who was just absolutely not ready for it and Adam Gase and he and and they handed the grocery shopping to him for one draft as well. I mean, the Jets didn't do him many favors. The best favor they did was send him to Carolina, and then he got hurt last year, and McCaffrey got hurt. So he really hasn't had that much of a a week one to week sixteen or week seventeen opportunity with a roster around him to ready to roll, sort of you know, sort of in the way that Zach Wilson set up for the Jets this year to be honest with you. And then there's Baker Mayfield, we all know his situation. But I don't I don't know, have we ever seen anything like this where two quarterbacks were highly touted, one's a Heisman trophy winner, another one's from USC, and um and both of them could have been the first overall pick easily that year. Couldn't have bat an eyelash if it was Sam Darnold first chosen overall. As a matter of fact, it was a surprise that it was May- it was Mayfield. It was Big time surprise. Coming out, coming out of the combine, it was a lock to be Saquon Barkley. Yep. And here we are. Both of them are in the same quarterback room. It's nuts. So now that we've spent a little bit of time on that, here's uh, Baker Mayfield. Let's get him first up. This is what he had to say uh, about how things are working in that quarterback room. It's unique because we're all pretty young, you know. I mean, Sam and I are the oldest ones in the room, and we're only going into year five. So we're able to compete and, and kind of bounce ideas off of each other, um, just the different systems that we've we've been in. Obviously, they're learning this one for the first time too. So compare it, contrast, and just come up with ideas to, to see the most efficient way to run things and get this team winning. Sounds um, professional. Sounds great. Right? Sounds That's how professional. Baker kind of always sounds. He always says the right thing. He's professional. I, I I think so. Well, his first year, remember, he wasn't shaking hands with Hugh Jackson. Remember that? And I thought that was well. I thought that was spot on. To be very honest with you, I think Hugh had it coming. <laughs> Let's start Teron Taylor after drafting you first overall. Let's do that until until the Jets knock Teron Taylor out of a game, and then you can start winning. 
Oh, my God. Let's not go down too deep <laughs> of that wormhole because guess who was the starting quarterback for the Jets in that game? This guy, Sam Darnold, who's in the quarterback room with Baker. This is nuts. This is what Sam Darnold had to say. Yeah, I think that's kind of the philosophy of, of anything in life. You know, uh, you know, if you want something, you just got to go out and take it. And, you know, that's kind of the philosophy that, like I said, you just got to have in anything in life, not just football or winning a quarterback competition. So, um, you know, we're both, me and Baker, are going to compete um, like heck to go out there and, and compete for the starting job. That sounds pretty healthy and normal, too. And, you know, if you want something in life, you just got to go out and take it. Uh, That's with a little bit of a grain of salt, because uh, if that was the case, then T.J. Jefferson would have shoplifted that big lighter the other day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you did, because you are a law-abiding citizen who represents you and your family in this show with A-plus first-class all the time. So. Yeah. Plus, look at me, Rich. I already look suspicious. I can't be doing funny. stuff like oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Sam Darnold, though, is making it. Look, I've said it. I'll say it again. It's And Joe Banner, longtime um, general manager and team president in this league, is going to join us in hour number two. I'm going to ask him this. Look, they saw Darnold. They've gotten a year of seeing him up close. If they thought he was the guy, he would be the guy if they thought kyler murray was studying hard enough in arizona they wouldn't have put a clause in the contract things happen for a reason which is another way that you can go out and live life things happen for a reason baker was acquired in carolina for a reason And I think that gives him the leg up. He's also won a playoff game. And I think Sam Darnold is there in case Baker goes down. How does that sound? But it's a quarterback competition. Matt Rule says we'll know when we know. And another fascinating storyline playing out going into the 2022 season. And a lot of people aren't paying attention to it because they just feel that both of these quarterbacks are already washed up, which is not true. They're still so young. And everybody feels it's Tampa's division, even though uh, Ryan Jensen, their center, went down earlier today in practice. Did he have to be carted off with a knee injury, Chris? Is that what happened today? I, I was seeing conflicting reports on that, but it uh, did not look good. Okay, so the Bucks appear to have suffered the first significant injury of training camp season of any team. The guy right there in the middle of their offensive line for Tom Brady. The New Orleans Saints got Michael Thomas back on the practice field for the first time in 18 months this week. So uh, everyone just assumes it's it's um, Tampa's division and nothing else is going to happen to surprise us. And Carolina might be raising their hands and saying McCaffrey's healthy. We've got these quarterbacks. Let's go. And this is a fascinating quarterback storyline to play out. There's only one other one in the league to focus on right now. Outside of the Mayfield and Darnold quarterback situation, the one other quarterback situation to focus on right now is one James Garoppolo in San Francisco. 
Did you see they're allowing him to just come and go as he pleases at training camp? Hey, you've got a spot here. Parking spot still works. Your your key your key card still works. <laughs> We're not kicking you out, Jimmy. You know, we just told you it's Trey's team. But we're not kicking you out. Come and go as you please. Uh, food's good. You can go to the cafeteria. You want to work out? You can work out here. Sure. It's good. Stop by and say hello. Stop by, you know, knock on the door. Doors are always open. Hey, how you been, Jimmy? What's going on with you? I um, think that's cool. I, I know. Yeah, I mean, but it's another situation you don't see very much. A quarterback that you've already been told who's, hey. who took you to a Super Bowl a few years ago and almost took you to a Super Bowl last year. Like, hey, we're done here. And you can hang out here as long as you want while we figure out where we're sending you next. He's still technically employed by them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, that's but like how, couple- how, how many how many guys that you've seen technically employed by people are just like just you don't have to show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go home. Don't you don't have to come here. You can yeah. watch soaps. Go home. That's like a couple that, that gets divorced and the husband doesn't move out. It's just it's, it's War of the Roses. Yeah, it's like <laughs> is, is Jimmy G uh, Michael Douglas now or like it's just that's mad uncomfortable. Wouldn't you think? So it appears the inevitable, the inevitability of all this is, you know, everybody, why would you trade for somebody who would cost you 24 some odd million bucks that you know the team that has him on the roster is moved on from him? Why would you trade for him? You wouldn't. Just wait for you to release him. And if that team is Seattle, oh man. Would that just add a whole new layer to everything? And obviously, you'd have to get up to speed. You'd have to learn the offense, so on and so forth. I understand that. But the Seahawks would become, on the spot, that much more of a viable team in this league, in this division. On the spot. How amazing would it be? I mean, is it possible? I don't I don't know. He'd have to, he's, he's apparently going to be healthy enough to go. Seattle uh, hosting Denver. What if it's Jimmy Garoppolo versus Russ Wilson all over again? I'm much more interested in that Aren't game. You? How about this one? If you got the Seattle schedule, throw this up here. Thank you. Here we go. You're more interested in that season opener on Monday Night 1, Football, 000, right? 1,000%. Uh, what Buck yeah. and Aikman sound like, uh, well, even though we've heard them for 20 years, right, coming out of a Disney all microphone. All respect to Drew Locke and Geno Smith. How about uh, at San Francisco? What do you think about that one week two? More interested in that one? <laughs> you get my drift? Uh, yes. <laughs> you get my drift? How about against... How, how about that game in Germany? Brady versus Garoppolo in Germany. Uten Morgan. How about that? Yo, that's kind of cool. You know who you get to do the ceremonial uh, coin toss is Matt Castle. No, Brian Hoyer. Who am I kidding? Uh, Brian Hoyer. It's, it's, you know, it would be Brian Hoyer. You, Brian Hoyer bobblehead day in Germany. I figured it'd be Boris Becker. Come Brian, on. See what you're saying. Those games against the Rams, look out, please. Especially since Geno Smith is this the only Tier 5 quarterback, according to the Athletics uh, Group of 50. <laughs> Why do we have to do Geno like that? Uh, <laughs> no. You couldn't just put him at the tail end they of, told of Tier all, 4? They told all evaluators. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> here, I have it written down here. Or Let put someone else in five so oh, he isn't no, just by himself. Just, yeah, just, just not by himself. You know what I mean? Like, Somebody. Brian like, Hoyer. Could be Hoyer. Just anybody. Uh, who was the last person in tier four? Do you remember? Uh, I think it might have been Drew Locke. 
Like, <laughs> tier four is unproven player or a vet who ideally would not start all 17 games. Put them so you both got together. that? Hoskins is probably furiously looking I for know. it. Sorry, Mike. Sorry to throw, throw this uh, <laughs> Omaha at you. Tier four are those, yeah. And then tier five is best suited as a backup. Tier's tier four uh, for the athletic. Uh, yep, it's Drew Lock. It's number 34. Trubisky's 33. Wasn't the, the live tweeting of, of uh, practice at Latrobe? He had his first two throws were incomplete passes. And then a fan oh, yelled, my goodness. And, Time for picket. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So Drew Locke is 34 throws. out of the 35 quarterbacks that were asked to be evaluated and tiered by all 50 experts. Drew Locke was 34. And uh, poor Gino, the sole lone individual areas in tier five, number thirty-five, right there. That's messed up. Which is man. why the, which is why everybody's sitting, uh, all eyes peeled on James G. All eyes peeled on. <laughs> what's the name of that? What's the name of that movie where where George Clooney was at the airport? What was that? He lived oh, in the airport. Up, up oh, was he up in the air? Up, up in the air. air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always traveling. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, he's up in the air. Right, he's living in the airport. He's just living. He's just that's where he is. He's just up in the air. He, we don't know where he's going to go, but it's definitely not going to stay in San Francisco. Terminal was the one. Where Terminal. Tom that's Hanks. That's Tom the Hanks one. Tom never Hanks left. actually lived in yes, the airport. That's the one. Right. That doesn't mean it doesn't fit the situation. the The title "Up in the Air" does fit that. Yeah. Okay. At any rate, all <laughs> eyes on James Garoppolo, and that's going to play out over the next two. What, what plays out first? Garoppolo gets cut. Or Sue L. Robinson decides to actually issue a ruling on what the Browns quarterback situation is. Well, you could start bench cut cut it all. Put Lamar in there. Does Lamar get a new deal? Do we hear about Deshaun Watson? Or does Jimmy get a new team? Which, ha- which happens first? Yeah, start uh-huh. bench cut those. Which happens first? I will start. I will start uh, the Watson ruling. We're going to have to get that sometime soon. Right. I will start that. I will bench Garoppolo uh, getting cut, and I'll 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 cut Lamar's contract because he could just go into the season. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, the guy would just be fine with that. I mean, if he's just if he's just like you know rolling with life and just rolling out of the pocket and not caring about. You know, his long-term future being yeah, secure you know that's and just being Lamar. Case, right? You know, there's got to be something deeper, though. It's not like he's just lollygagging. But, I don't know. I'm not saying he's lollygagging. No, but I mean, well, there's got to be some re- I mean, that we don't know. It's not like he's just like, hey, fine, I'll go play. Right? I don't know. Mate. Is it like, I don't is think it's like anybody week, like him. Like week one, Sunday morning, he signs? Could be. Could be. Sure. I, if I was him, I'm not playing a single game this year without a new deal. By the way, you ever think that maybe Lamar's not happy with the wet, like we talked oh, about I, yesterday with the weapons that he doesn't have, and maybe that that it has some effect. Oh, on? I think I think we maybe. just it's confirmed. It's too late. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. That'll be. It's exactly how it's going to go. The week one Sunday, wake up. It'll be you know like breaking news on week one Sunday because he will take that uh, momentum into week one and dominate week one. Because guess who they're playing week one? Dolphins. Jets. Of Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Happens. There you go. It's done. It's done. It's by, done. By the way, when we talk we'll about MetLife, he'll sign it, and then uh, you know he's got insurance, right? He's got insurance. He'll go to MetLife and dominate. <laughs> Live his best life in MetLife with insurance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right there. It's right there. So yes, I will cut that. That'll happen last. Let's take a break. Field Yates. Uh, the worldwide leader in sports. He's also a uh, dominant name in the world of fantasy. We'll ask him who he's, 
who should be your first overall selection in a draft, not just overall, uh, uh, overall, but also top running back and top receiver um, in this um, in this draft. And on top of all of that, Joe Banner will join us um, to tell us what he thinks of the Kyler Murray contract and the independent study clause. By the way, I don't know if you know that, uh, Jason. Did you receive your Rich Eisen show issued oh, tablet? Yeah, big deal. And do your independent study? I did not. Uh oh. I'm unaware. That's why you're doing so well today. An HR <laughs> um, you're like the Kyler Murray. You're just by the seat of your pants. You're just going with the natural ability. Well done. Uh, and then the <laughs> longtime producer and writer and creator of, uh, of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, Phil Rosenthal, has got a huge show on Netflix, season five of Somebody Feed Phil, available now on Netflix. He's here in studio in hour number three. That'll be a terrific conversation. Don't. Go anywhere. 844-204-RICH. We'll take your phone calls as well. Field Yates when we come back here on the program. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. You just missed some very important uh, conversation. Good, good content. Okay. Let's talk some football, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. From the worldwide leader in sports, the NFL insider from ESPN, and also the co-host of the Fantasy Football Focus podcast, joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line as every training camp is up and active in the National Football League, none other than Field Yates. How are you, Field? Rich, I'm doing well. It's starting to feel a little bit more like the football season. It is. Training camp's underway and padded practice is not that far behind. Yes, I, I you know, I, 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 uh, I sometimes cramp up. I'm not ready for it. I need to be a little bit more um, <laughs> you and I both. hydrated. Uh, I need a little bit more water, but maybe not during this interview. I think I'm going to get through it just fine. So um, let me just hit, hit you with a, the question I've been asking everybody. Uh, from the uh, the world of uh, NFL media um, over the last several days. The most intriguing team for you entering 2022 is which field? I'm going to go with the Chargers. And the reason why is they've been a team that even going back to when Phillip Rivers was their quarterback, felt tantalizingly close to being in the 
contention race in the AFC and potentially a Super Bowl te- contender as well. Uh, and this year, and maybe I'm taking the bait and maybe I'm overreacting to some of the offseason moves, but it feels as though this year they are closer than ever. And it's not just because of the additions of Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and Kyle Van Noy and others on defense, Zion Johnson on offense and some other pieces added as well. I think it's just because Justin Herbert has a chance to get even better than he was last year, which is sort of a scary thought when you look at how he performed last season. We're talking about a guy who, I know it sounds a little bit hyperbolic, but could one day set like individual season passing records, whether it's passing yards, passing touchdowns. Uh, he's just getting started, and he already feels like one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Speaking of just getting started, are you holding the Rookie of the Year while holding, conducting this interview right now, Field? Are you doing that right yeah, now? You know something, Rich? You are spot on. I'm on Daddy Daycare today. As mm. My wife is uh, she's a coach, so she's at camp today. Mm-hmm. And so I've been uh, d- Daddy Daycare duties, and normally this would be the time that my daughter is down. Ah. She has decided to change up her schedule. She called the audible on me, so I'm trying to keep her down, but uh, or keep her quiet, I should say. It's but okay, she's Field. She's got some thoughts on the Chargers as well. She's called in Omaha on you, huh, Field? Okay. What's her, <laughs> what's her name? What's her name? What's your baby's name? This is Kinley. She's six months old, no. and she was born on the Friday of the divisional round <laughs> of the NFL playoffs this year, which I know you will recall was, in some people's estimation, the greatest divisional round the league has yes. ever seen. Yes. And every competitive NFL game she's seen since then has been decided in dramatic fashion. So no pressure Rams and Bills uh, when you guys get started in six weeks from tonight. But if you don't hold up your end of the bargain, she may never be a football fan. Well, for your wife's sake, I hope her birth was more uh, was less eventful uh, than than every single playoff game that uh, that followed. Field, I'll just say that. Fortunately, was yeah. Uh, okay, so very good. So the Chargers, huh? So. Oh man, uh, I, I'm I've been picking the Raiders to win the division. Um, talk me out of it. Go for it if you want to. Well, here's the, the. I mean, I could make the case for the Chargers as an AFC favorite. I could also make the case that they might finish fourth in their own division, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily because they have glaring weaknesses. But to your point, the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Broncos. I mean, any single one of those teams could have a formidable case. As the AFC West favorite going into this year, I don't really have a great counterpoint working against any of them, to be honest, Rich. Mm. More, I would say that somebody has to finish in last place, right? Somebody has to go maybe 7-10 and 10 or maybe 8-9 and nine as opposed to 12-5. and five. And so I think that when you sort of play out each of their schedules, uh, you know, you and I and 25 other people that follow the league closely could do so and come up with, 25 different outcomes. The Raiders, probably the biggest question mark for me coming into the season. We've still got a long way to go before we actually play games. But the offensive line, which in recent years felt like it was trending towards a strength, over the past couple of years it's been broken up a bit. There was the Rodney Hudson trade, Richie Incognito retired. They'll start trying to figure out what to do with last year's first-round pick, Alex Leatherwood. So the Raiders' offensive line has my attention but in that division, every offensive line, specifically the right side of the offensive line, has my attention because if it's not Khalil Mack one week, it could be Bradley Chubb the next week. It could be, not this be applicable to the Raiders, Max Crosby or Chandler Jones the following week. So a right tackle may not get paid on average as much as a left tackle, hmm. but you can make the case that in the AFC West they're just as important. 
Field Yates, uh, NFL insider from ESPN and uh, father of the year here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, week one, Jimmy Garoppolo will be where, Field? Man, I think Seattle. And that also means that I don't believe that the 49ers will find a trade partner, as I can't imagine a scenario in which they would trade him to Seattle unless Seattle said you can have DK Metcalf or a first-round pick or some gargantuan package, which – I don't think any of us could ever foresee Seattle offering, but I think eventually the 49ers realize that the powder's dry in terms of opportunities to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and at $24.2 million for a base salary, that's just too expensive to have as your backup quarterback, even if he is a really, really good insurance policy. If the number were a dramatically reduced figure, we'd be having a different conversation. I think that just go around the NFL, spin the wheel of quarterbacks and there's really only one team that I could make the case right now uh, against having their week one starter on the roster right now. I mean, there are teams that certainly are going to have uh, quarterback turnover next offseason. We'll see what happens with the New York Giants. We'll see what happens with the Houston Texans if they have a high draft pick and they still have Davis Mills. And we'll see what happens with the Carolina Panthers, as an example, as both Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are in the final year of their rookie contracts. But for now, I think all of those teams are more likely to go with the in-house option and try to develop either a young player in the case of Daniel Jones and also Davis Mills or the two guys in their fifth year in Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. So who do you think wins that competition in Carolina? Field, what do you think? I think it's Baker Mayfield. And I, I, I sort of laughed at first when GM Scott Fitterer called it a competition because it's not as if they paid a significant amount to Baker Mayfield. They are actually paying him less this year than Sam Darnold. Uh, and also the draft pick sent back to Cleveland was, you know, that was in, in terms of, of draft parlance, like that was a relative bargain. But uh, Baker Mayfield is, is a better player than Sam Darnold. And I know that neither of them has been the model of consistency during their career. But Baker Mayfield's best football has been, at least in my estimation, far better than Sam Darnold's through the first four seasons of their career. And things went really, really wrong last year for Baker in Cleveland between the injuries, between what felt like just a bad dynamic between the head coach and the quarterback, which is hardly ever a recipe for success in the league. And then also a team that, you know, looked out of the gates when they played Kansas City really tough in week one, like they had a chance to be the real deal, and the wheels fell off. And the past two years, the entire league has obviously been dealing with things like COVID complications, lack of practice time, and inconsistent availability. And it felt like last year was the perfect storm for Baker Mayfield. I don't know that he's going to be a long-term starter in Carolina, but I think he's at least the week one starter. And I'd guess much of this year starter as well. Field Yates, ESPN NFL insider here on the Rich Eisen Show. The team that can be the surprise division winner is which do you think yeah that's a great question because it feels as though a lot of the teams that made the playoffs last year in the nfc at least are pretty well positioned to get back there this season you know the packers and the nfc north feel like their path is fairly clear we all believe in the bucks again uh same thing for the rams and then the cowboys and eagles one of those two teams seems likely to win the nfc east so you know, I don't know if Baltimore is really a surprise. Uh, so I think they're probably too trendy. Maybe that's too much of the low-hanging fruit for me to grab. But a team that finished in the losing record last year at 8-9, and nine, a team that obviously stumbled to the finish, largely due to injuries and the fact that Lamar Jackson was not available for them 
that will be my team. Um, but I think maybe if I'm going to pick a maybe a bigger surprise, I suppose if your Raiders pick is accurate, that uh-huh. might be a bigger surprise. Not because the Raiders were worse than the Ravens last year. They were a playoff team. But just because the mountain they'd have to climb over in the AFC West this year would be more significant. Uh, the AFC is – and you've been covering this league for a long time. I can't recall a year in which the AFC or any conference, either conference, has ever had this kind of depth, one through maybe not 16, but maybe like one through 13 or 14. It's a really, really deep year. I got one for you. How about Philadelphia? What do you think about them? What about the, the Eagles? Yeah, no, I, I'd, be, I'd be in on Philly as well. And you know, every year during the offseason, because the NFL offseason is longer than any other sport, we have a ton of time to not just see moves play out, but also think about a variety of moves and develop and formulate opinions. And sometimes we try to find the opinion that no one else has shared before and be super unique. And then sometimes I come back to the same things that I thought at the beginning of the offseason. And that's where I met with the Eagles is that, I like a lot of what they did. A.J. Brown is a bona fide star receiver, and I thought that in the draft they got better in a hurry with Jordan Davis in the first round, potentially to Kobe Dean, his college teammate in the third round, being an instant starter. But Jalen Hurts is kind of a ceiling setter for Philadelphia, right? I think we all agree they're going to be pretty good this year. If Jalen Hurts takes a step forward and looks like a much-involved player from where he was against Tampa in that playoff game last year, then Philly could push for 12 wins and be a division winner. And because their division is not as stacked as perhaps the NFC West, like they could be, they could at least compete for a top three record in the NFC this year. And it shouldn't surprise any of us. Last one for you, Field Yates. Put your fantasy football hat on. Many drafts going down right now, if not right now, or in the next couple of weeks. Who is your, who's a consensus first overall pick in, uh, in fantasy? Do you think this it's going to end up being Jonathan Taylor this year, Rich and Christian McCaffrey has a very viable case. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor last year led the NFL in rushing attempts, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, rushes of at least 20 yards. He had 40 catches last season. And there's an old fantasy mantra that you really can't win your league in the first round, but you can lose your league in the first round. And, if you take Christian McCaffrey, which I am not going to try anybody that does, and his injury luck continues, and over the past couple of years he's had very little injury luck, then you could be looking at a lost season. Jonathan Taylor has not missed a game during his pro career. At one point there was talk, I believe it was during the game on Saturday night late last season when they played in primetime against the Patriots, where it was like an incredible note shared where he hadn't missed a practice since like middle school. So as far as availability is concerned, few players offered as much as Jonathan Taylor does. So I would say that uh, he is the consensus first overall pick in fantasy and deservedly so. Who's the first receiver off the board, do you think, or should be? Yeah, I think we're going to go back to the well here with Cooper Cup. And you know there have been seasons similar to Cup's last year, like Michael Thomas's back for the Saints when he set the single-season catch record that did not sustain the following year. Again, injuries can play a concern there. But with Cooper Cup led the NFL in not just catches, receiving yards, touchdowns, but also had the most catches of at least 20 yards. Not like this guy is six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards per catch. He's a legitimate big play threat and hit seven targets in every game last year. That's an incredible run of consistency. 
I know the Rams added Allen Robinson, but as things presently stand, no Odell Beckham Jr. for this team. And even if they do have OBJ back, we all suspect it might be more of a maybe a November slash December and January impact for OBJ as opposed to an early season splash for him. So I think Cooper Cup is, uh, as far as safe picks go, even if he doesn't repeat last year's success, he'll end up being a worthwhile first-round pick. And then the breakout star that you think uh, either played last year or could be a rookie um, that you would want to come away your fantasy draft having. Who's that? I'm feeling pretty good about Darnell Mooney, who if you go back to last year, it's not as if he was off the fantasy radar. He was a top 20 wide receiver. um, But you go back to the second half of last year, and part of this is because the Bears – did not have Allen Robinson in the lineup very much, but it was like every game, you just look at the game logs, and it's like eight to ten targets, uh, well over 100 yards during games. Really talented guy who's worked extremely hard this offseason with Justin Fields. The two of them have trained together in Atlanta. There is a rapport there, and that has been discussed plenty of this offseason. The Bears went more of the journeyman route for wide receivers that they added this year. They added a guy... There are examples like Byron Pringle from Kansas City, uh, Bayless Jones, a third-round pick out of Tennessee, who I think is going to be a good player. But if the Bears had approached this offseason differently at wide receiver, I might feel differently. But Darnell Mooney seems to be – he could be a guy that finishes the end of the year with maybe like a top-10 target share in the entire league just based off who Chicago has or doesn't have available. Outside of David Montgomery, are you allowed to draft a bear in fantasy football? I'm, I'm just wondering if – I guess you got to check the, everybody's by rules. Uh, I, I guess Javante Williams is the one that I keep hearing that people are just coveting, yeah. thinking that that now Russ is there and he was terrific last year in his role whenever he got the ball. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett coming in, that he's going to have some sort of Aaron Jones-type year. What do you think? Yeah, I would love to see that one. And he's another good example of a guy that, based off of where he finished last year and where he started last year as well, is being drafted well ahead of that pace. He had one week last year where Melvin Gordon was not on the field as the starter. And in that one week, Devontae Williams finished with more fantasy points than any other running back Mm -hmm. in the league that week. So he had nearly 25 against the Chiefs. It was a Sunday night game where he was awesome. I think the concern, and and I use concern very relatively. I I would not say major concern. I think I actually was just doing a refresh this morning in my rankings, and he's right on the borderline of the top ten for my running backs. It's just that Melvin Gordon was re-signed, and I think Melvin Gordon's still like a really solid running back. He's had at least six rushing touchdowns in every year of his career. And I'll be curious because last year, this is almost like one of those about too good to believe, but uh, almost like you have to double check it because it seems so unlikely. The two of them had, like, in terms of 50 50 workloads, like the same number of rushing, uh, rushing attempts, almost the same number of rushing yards. Gordon had the edge in rushing touchdowns. If that turns into a 70 30 split in favor of Javante Williams, then I'll be too low on him. If it's more like 55 45 or 60 40, then maybe some of the expectation for Javante Williams will look a little bit lofty going into the season. Field Yates, thank you so very much for the time. Greatly appreciate it fitting uh, fitting us into your busy schedule of being on TV and uh, and also being a dad. And so your daughter, not only Rookie of the Year, I think we haven't heard her in the last 12 minutes, comeback, comeback uh, Player of the Year as well. Two awards for her. You know, well done. They say during the football season, you just got to get better from you know training camp until – 
you know, Thanksgiving when the playoffs start to feel a little real, yep. and then eventually January. So she's a January player. She was born in January. It's fitting well that she performs her best in the metaphorical January stage of this interview. Well, or she was spending uh, the last 15 minutes in independent study time. We'll find out uh, later on. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll watch later on for that answer. Uh, that sounds good. At Field Yates on Twitter. Check him out. ESPN NFL Insider Field Yates on The Rich Eisen Show. Nice maiden voyage on this program for Field Yates. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, I would have pointed out to him, when you come on The Rich Eisen Show and you refer to somebody as really solid, you've got to go higher register doing that. <laughs> Javante Williams, he could be a, a breakout star for the Broncos this year, but Melvin Gordon, he's really solid. You know, that's the way you got to go. Melvin Gordon, he's a really solid, he's a really solid running back. In these parts, folks, the word solid is an insult. So many people I know in this world, when they call what I did, that I'm a solid host, solid, that's a solid segment. You do a solid job. Solid. Solid is not. But there think- are so many more descriptive, complimentary adjectives that can be used than the word solid. Solid to me is just like you're, that's average. It's your average. I don't think other people look at it as negatively as you. Look I at do. It. I know I'm in the minority like this. So I know. What do you want to hear then? He's a terrific running back. Okay. He's very good. Like solid. Serviceable. Also, that's not. it. Solid equals serviceable. Okay, serviceable is kind of an insult. I don't believe solid is an insult. Solid is. I mean, serviceable is an insult. Sol- solid yeah. is not. Solid. Think about the slang back in the day. Yo, you, you're a solid cat, man. That's yeah. a good thing. If, if, if I tell somebody they're a solid human being, that's as high of a but you compliment do someone as solid. It's a 21st century uh, thing going on here, okay? Solid to me is, <laughs> is, is, is a negative in the same way when you say somebody's got drip, is that good or bad? Good. Right. That's liquid. Liquid good, solid bad. There you go. <laughs> I, 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 I. <laughs> Liquid is Liqu- good. good. Liquid's good. <laughs> Solid bad. Solid bad. How, wait, did you just make that up? Or? I did. Okay, because I was about to well, say. Where's the gas in all of this? What yeah. do you mean? Well, liquid, yeah. solid, gas. Ah, three elements. Uh, I mean, those are the three things if we're talking chemistry. Check out chemistry. the big brain on Brad over here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Aaron Rodgers has chimed in. This hey. is going to be good. On uh, Alan Lazard taking Devontae Adams' spot. Neat stuff coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's go to the phone lines. Howie in Dallas, Texas, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Howie? Hey, what's going on, Rich? Love your hair. You're looking great today, baby. Everybody looking good in the studio. I appreciate that. Howie! Howie. Hey, all right. So my (laughs) first question is this. You like... Salty Tua. You I made do. it known yesterday, Rich. I do. Yes, the best and Tua. My, my question is, since you like Salty Tua, I'm curious. 
nice guys finish last in the NFL. Oh, and one more thing. Yes. One more thing. I heard that you narrated a Jets documentary, That's something true. about the uh, history of the football team. I imagine you didn't get paid very much because all you would had to have said is, it was the worst of times. It's still the worst of times. Oh, my gosh. Well, Howie, just, Howie, just to correct the record, I did voice over the Jets um, chronicling their offseason in a very uh, hard knocks type way. I think it's all on YouTube. Um, and uh, the uh, payment I accepted was a donation to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital on behalf of... Uh, uh, the New York Jets. So that that well, just to I set feel that like up. an absolute jerk. No, I just wanted that was not the that was not the intent. You complimented my hair. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. The salty Tua is the best Tua. Uh, that's the best Tua. They we need salty Tua. Nice I guys. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, to me, as you know, nice guys finish last in the NFL. Come on, I mean, there have been some ter- tremendous nice guys uh, in the NFL that have crushed it and done very well they don't finish last some of them not all of them finish first not all of them finish first but salty two is the best we need salty two so um we were just talking about Tua uh, right here right so um uh tyree kill talking up Tua is not the only wide receiver talking up his quarterback no Devonte adams though goes way back with um, Derek carr to the college days right old school the only thing missing is their boy, Blue. <laughs> and uh, so Devontae <laughs> Adams had this to say about uh, hooking up with Derek Carr in Las Vegas. I mean, anytime you change quarterbacks from, you know, a Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, you go, you know, Stabler to, to Rich Gannon or whoever you go to, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. And, you know, both are, are great players and, and great to be around. So I'm just enjoying that process and, and getting better myself, you know, trying to do as much as I can to, to help these guys go out there and win as many games as we can. There you go. From Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr, Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, kudos to the um, uh, members of the local uh, television community. They're interviewing Devontae. They didn't bat an eyelash. They didn't move. They didn't twitch. Derek Carr's a terrific quarterback, but I don't think anybody believes he's currently on a Hall of Fame path. That's why when we speak to Devontae Adams next, I want to ask him, does he take his tenure in Vegas with him already him already on a Hall of Fame career path, maybe if he continues doing that and they win championships, he can take Derek Carr along with him. I think that's fair. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Well, I guess that comment filtered back to the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, this is him in front of his locker being asked about going from Adams to Alan Lazard. He was asked about Lazard in practice making a great play, and listen to how he answers it. Good to have Alan back, and I know it's just day one, but what you think of that catch you made? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, you know, from Devontae to, to Alan, it's going to be, uh, you know, a transition, but he's capable of a lot. And the way things have gone with the reps and the guys that we've had here and the targets that we've uh, we've you know, doled out. He hasn't had a ton of opportunities, but he, you know, he's since his first day here, he's, he's turned heads. And so it's not surprising. Looked like he had that one in the back pocket, locked and loaded. First question he's asked about any of his receivers, any of them, didn't matter who it was. Going from Hall of Fame. It's always tough going from Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's some next level. 
material right there. And also a quarterback who's clearly under pressure. He's feeling it. Feeling that pressure. No doubt. He's under pressure. Come on. 0.0. By the way, we talk about QBs under pressure. Like, why, we always, why do we never say Baker or Sam well, Darnold I mean, or Daniel I, Jones? Don't you think that no, if it doesn't work for one of them, they well, might be it, working with us? That's true. This time well, next I mean, year? They, they might move on to a Trubisky spot currently, but yeah, we'll talk to Joe Banner in a second. But I, I, I know what you're saying. The, the so idea, we, we say no, Dak no, Prescott. If the Dallas goes six and eleven, guess what? Dak is still going to be in the NFL next year. If the Giants go two and fourteen, Daniel Jones might be, you know, sitting next to Brockman this time next year. By Who the knows? way, I, I, I would love that. That would be great. So that's pressure to me. That would be great if Daniel Jones was sitting next to you. I don't know what we would do with him. It's like he can't work the board, right? Yeah, I don't know. Jay, you feel a little nervous now? Now, what's the what's the power rankings of audio executives under pressure on the Rich Eisen show? <laughs> but in all seriousness, I have an answer for you. Yeah. I have an answer for you, having been around this yeah. NFL media block for some yeah, time. 20 years, right? The, the Well, coming up. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah. yeah, you know, if I can... If you, you know, make it to... Yeah, if I make it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> the quarterback under pressure conversation the annual mm-hmm. churning of that conversation the subtext of it includes the stakes of expectation okay okay every quarterback that's the most under pressure is expected to win and on top of it on a team that can win the super bowl that's the the subtext of course when you're talking about Justin Fields, he's under considerable pressure, right? Because he wants to improve. And if it doesn't happen from year one to year two, things can go a little sideways. Clearly, there's a significant amount of pressure for every young quarterback trying to perform in the league when they have a contract that they need to make a second time. Jared Goff is under significant pressure in Detroit. Because if he doesn't show it this year, they might move on to someone else and then where does he go? But the Lions aren't expected to win it all. Thus, you don't see... Jared Goff on that list. That's why you see Dak. That's why you see Kyler. That's why you see Aaron Rodgers, even though I think that's ridiculous. Okay. That's why you see all of the quarterbacks who have a certain level of expectation. Those are the stakes. That's why you don't see quarterbacks like Daniel Jones on there, where his job is truly on the line. And the same thing with Baker and Sam Darnold. Their jobs is first tier, potentially on a path to first-tier quarterback status or their jobs as absolutely they're a starting quarterback in the NFL, that's on the line for those guys. And that will add pressure, but we're not talking about them because we don't think they'll win the Super Bowl. Does that make sense? It, that's why I messed with you, Rich Eisen. That was a solid breakdown. Of, uh, I of, think that of, had a lot of drip yeah. to it, actually. <laughs> Liquid. Actually, I have two buttons unbuttoned, so that's drip. Came through dripping. 